0: Hello everyone and welcome to the official the, free one. the official start of season 5%. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, because of the interest rate. Yep.
1: Very good, Milo. You're catching <laughs> on. You the a little the rate of star. interest that I have in this news is high. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, um, actually, sh- before we before we get fully into the, can I do? Can I do like one very important plug up top? Yeah, uh, yeah. The interest rate. Check it out. Yeah, check out the interest rate. If you are in Berlin, hallo! Are you uh, Alf Berlin? I don't know how you. I'm going to stop speaking German now. Um, I have a show. If you're listening to this on uh, Tuesday, the 27th, it's today. Stop what you're doing and buy tickets to my show in Berlin. <laughs> have I organized it at slightly too short notice? Yes. But it's your only chance, <laughs> so <laughs> the urgent it, klaxon sounding. Commonsy mm-hmm. uh, bitter Alf Den you Comedy said no Show. G- g- uh, guess the force, What was
2: Milo Edwards Show.
1: That's yeah. right. It is going to be a uh, mega ausgedripped mid den sauser. Thank you. All right.
0: So uh, we're not. We're, I'm just going to start over again. <laughs> Welcome to the opening episode of season five percent. Um, I think season five. Actually like the interstitial web series between season four and season five kind of started a while ago in yeah, retrospect.
2: W- when we started to like theorize about uh
0: productivism or whatever. Mm. And now
2: when- now it's come real, now it's come true, and we're doing season five percent, which is the real season. This is not getting confusing at all.
1: Yeah. No. It was great that season one lasted like two and a half
0: years, and then season two lasted like three months. Uh huh. And then season three lasted for most of COVID, and season four was the post COVID hangover. Look, yeah. the, the odd numbered seasons are the ones that really have like the big hits in them. Yeah, we're, we're, you know.
2: we're well in the middle of the box set at this point. You're like, you're deep. You finished like one mm. box of the box set, you've like unfolded yeah. all the DVD trays all the way out. Uh, and, you know, now you're ready for some interest rate hikes.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, and we are going to be talking about those, of course. However, boy has there been a lot of news uh in the last few days mm-hmm. um and i guess we can just fill in the uh i'm going to leave some spaces to have our producer uh Nate fill in the details from when we know but um uh Nate he can you please Oh uh, yeah, he doesn't like doing that, does he? Let's. I'm going to start again. Sorry, Nate. <laughs> just no. Just just know, reco- forgot, what, you like do, what you do. What
2: you I, do. I finessed this. What you do is you record both options, and then you just have Nate pick one, or leave them both in if they're funny. So you go like uh, a submarine with five people in it. Ha- uh, you know, has disappeared forever. A submarine with five people in it has been found alive. A submarine with five people in it has been found dead. A submarine with five people in it has been found. Some of them have like partially butchered the others. Donna
1: party a style. A submarine, a submarine with five people in it has been found alive. All five people
0: dead. <laughs> the, <laughs> the submarine, submarine is well. fine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So no, the uh, the Ocean Gate, uh, hilarious. They called it Ocean Gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pre-named. You gotta remember to close uh, that. Otherwise, which is really just yeah. an extreme version of Watergate. It's like where the most water is. Yeah, it's the <laughs> so the, this the submarine disaster, of course, aka proof positive that successful visits to the Titanic by rich weirdos was a low interest rate phenomenon. <laughs> mm. when the, yeah, that's true. At as, the... as
2: some point, you will have had your last successful voyage to the Titanic, and then it just becomes a thing your society can't do anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the first
1: voyage to the Titanic famously not very successful. Mm. That's true.
2: Uh, Zero but- survivors yeah. then or now, really.
0: Yeah. So, uh, look, the uh, you you have seen most people have seen this uh, going on, but five extremely rich men who decided that the normal death-defying thrills that you can see with your eyes, like when you jump out of a plane or whatever, mm. were no longer fit for them, and so they were going to get into a kind of jerry-rigged piece of construction pipe made by another rich idiot, but crewed by that same rich idiot that mm-hmm. had one button, a Mad Cat's controller, and then some lights from Camping World, I believe. Just really, yes. really thrown
2: together shit. Yeah, yeah. and then what happened is um, one of them pressed the turbo button on the off-brand Logitech controller and that made the submarine be not good anymore. Uh, and now they're all you know, dead. They hit a blue shell.
0: Mm. <laughs> uh, so the um, and, you know, that's. There's obviously this is something that it it feels like something out of a previous news cycle. Like this hmm. feels to me like we're back. Well, like they should we're all have chasing... like top
2: hats down there, and they're like peddling it really hard.
0: <laughs> no, more like we're like we're back and spiritually following OJ's white Bronco on the no, 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 uh, no, no, driving wait, up wait, and wait, down on, Pasadena on. Expressway. It's not the white Bronco.
2: You know what it is? Do you remember Balloon Boy? That's what it is. The multi-hour oh, hour news event. A boy has. Become adrift in a balloon, much the same, mm. uh, only yeah. slightly grimmer consequences.
0: Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. this
1: is like Christmas
0: for classic news heads.
1: Mm. Yeah, I have I have been enjoying it. It's it's brought a fervor to Twitter. You know that I think we didn't see since sort of Trump had COVID. Yeah, kind of had that. Everyone, everyone was just mucking in with a good bit. I saw a lot of people photoshopping Saddam Hussein into the cross section of the sub. <laughs> That's I really knew funny. that was yeah. going to happen, but it is—it's fun. It's enjoyable. Uh, the thing I enjoyed the most about it was that. Um, uh, so they're going down in this submarine to see the wreckage of the Titanic. Um, and how they're going to see the wreckage of the Titanic is through a twenty-three-inch computer monitor, which is a way you could see the wreckage of the t- t- Titanic like from your house, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and you'd be like in a big room with like snacks or whatever. Crucially, not under like a yeah. thousand atmospheres of pressure. Of yeah. course not. No, and, and one not, atmosphere, not, not typically, unless yeah. you've got mm. a weird sort of barometric chamber in your house. Um, <laughs> but also, there was one window on the sub. Don't worry, but it's in the toilet, mm. so you can you can you can look directly at the Titanic, but you have to be shitting. <laughs> Amazing. It's, it's, it's I got a Blumpkin looking at the Titanic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's feng shui, is what it is. Yes. In fact, that's the shirt you get from going, and you can only mm-hmm. get the shirt if you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super prestigious. You can't have the toilet facing
1: into the sub. That's, that's the toilet the ghost sits on to laugh at you while it shits.
0: Mm hmm. So, um,
1: one for the real feng shui heads there
0: i went to their i went to their website of of ocean gate this a pure a pure tf startup had i ever seen one based on what they've said Uh, and the the ceo stockton rush interviewed in smithsonian what a a name fucking final fantasy villain ass Mm -hmm. name yeah actually no i retract that metal gear solid villain ass name well it's it's his final fantasy his his limit break is definitely just like it kills him and four members of your party mm. all at once. No, no, no. Yeah. What, what it Anthony is, Horowitz, it's... Horowitz's villain-ass name.
2: <laughs> it's a name that belongs in a Benoit Blanc movie, is what it belongs in, because mm. you can hear him say it, because it sounds billionaireish, but in a way that's, like, legally distinct from any you've heard of.
1: <laughs> so, Stockton now, Rush... Now, you are telling me, uh, Stockton Rush built a sort of submersible craft, purely for the purpose of killing his mother in a way where he would never be believed (laughs) to be the killer. Oh, I mean, that's the thing. So that she would cease to interfere with his ruling of the Roman Empire.
0: I fully believe that there is a 2% chance that all five of these people are fine and mm. have dodged billions in tax obligations and are living in a co- tropical island somewhere. I fully believe that there is a 2% chance that is a <laughs> perfect start to ascend. <laughs> this is the way Mark okay. and Lewis has
1: been
2: talking all
1: week.
0: <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's hot. I'm tired. Shut up. No, Stockton, I enjoyed it. Stockton Rush said, there hasn't been an injury in the commercial sub-industry in over 35 years. I'm now resetting the counter mm, to zero. Yeah. And I'm ready to take that chance. <laughs> it's obscenely safe because they have all these regulations, but it also hasn't innovated or grown because they have all these regulations. No one's considered what if you died? Mm. No one's considered what if we put, what if we rated the, me- the window to 4,000 meters and then went considerably beyond 4,000 meters? The, I guess the what thing if is, w-
2: move fast and break things. Seems like a poor design philosophy for a submarine. That- uh-huh. Yeah.
1: You want to move slowly and remain watertight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ideally. I'm trying to yeah. do that all the time. Well, so they said this and the company seems to be obsessed with cutting cars, doing things on the cheap on the basis that what's the worst? Oh, it's th- like every other company.
2: In <laughs> yeah, exactly
1: but- every other company, you aren't you know, at the bottom of the ocean under like thousands of pounds of water pressure.
2: It's it's so weird though that rich people, even when they get sort of like experiences unfathomable, or pun there for anyone else, mm. they still try and do it on the cheap. It's just
0: like it's congenital; they just do that. Well, it's the they say also the benefits of their submersibles. It, for example, it has zero tether management issues because they communicate by like a cell phone. Yeah, and zero tethers. Oh. yeah, no tethers. It's one button, very simple. Uh, yeah, which... One button it says go to Titanic. <laughs> Essentially, yes, no, that is that is the button. Yeah, well, and
1: there's another button next to it with most of the letters have been worn off. It's saying like a sim. Oh yeah, that's that's where we're keeping that one. Yeah, we're trying to keep it as far away from the Prime Minister as possible. At the bottom of the ocean, we sent the racism button to the Challenger Deep. Also.
0: They put on a diving mask and (laughs) swam down there. (laughs) Their crude submersible solutions permit real-time modifications, on-site visual reconnaissance, dynamic multi-stakeholder assessments, but also configuration. On-site
2: reconnaissance from the toilet only, though. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, flexible configurations to allow adding on to new technology and equipment specific for each client engagement but that doesn't seem consistent with the oh yeah half this shits from camping world video that we saw of the I assume now dead yeah. CEO camping giving... at the
1: bottom of the ocean yeah.
0: <coughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna pitch a tent in the Titanic <laughs> in the wreckage <laughs> um, yeah but it's more than that though uh, they sued their former director of operations David Lockridge for saying the vessel was unsafe in a report claiming he preached an NDA.
1: Oh, this is like the government's approach to drugs, you know, where they commission a guy who's an expert to do a report on whether they should legalize drugs. And then the guy says yes, and then
0: they fire him for saying they should legalize drugs. (laughs) So he basically claims that he was wrongfully fired for raising questions about testing and safety, saying this was problematic because... Uh, our acoustic analysis would show only when a component is about to so they use acoustic analysis basically to show if it's safe. Anyway, but, know, here's <laughs> but but <laughs> that but, was but, that but, was but. the big USP though, right? It
2: was like we were gonna have this thing that's gonna tell you how the hole's doing. And it's made of carbon yeah. fiber, mm. by the way.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, but it only tells you <laughs> And that you... thing in fairness said really bad shortly before well, they
0: all died. <laughs> <laughs> well the problem is if, if this is Lockridge, this is Lockridge saying, as I'm this is quoting him, says this will only give you a warning milliseconds before an implosion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah. well, that's oh, For a milliseconds, you get to be the most scared you've ever been. <laughs> it's better to not have the warning. Yeah. I would rather just die instantly than know shortly before I die instantly that I'm going to die instantly. What are you gonna do in that have the world's fastest wank while looking at the wreckage of the Titanic?
2: Get a really fast blumpkin from a ghost on the Titanic yeah. toilet.
1: Yeah. K Wins <laughs> oh, it, K Wins it, K Wins it. Oh, it's Billy
2: Zane, damn it. Oh. <laughs> oh,
1: I became gay moments before death. What the
2: fuck? Really learn something about yourself in your last microsecond of life,
1: you know? And now now some of they have to put you on like the LGBT remembrance wall or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and he died cranking it to Billy Zane.
0: (laughs) And in our technicality
2: section, Milo Edwards, the LGBT memorial wall, and then the second, much larger, died jerking it to Billy Zane memorial (laughs) wall. (laughs)
1: He's, I, I <laughs> like how the industry will rue the day. For I died cranking it to Billy
0: Zane. Billy
2: Zane kind of a masturbation tulpa here, you know, or, or like a psychopomp, right? You masturbate thinking about Billy Zane and he just kills you instantly.
0: Mm. So it's the, it, 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 this obviously is like, there's a lot more going on here, uh, and I think it, yeah, more will be bored out in the coming wall. weeks. Yeah, thank you. Uh, more will be born out in the coming weeks, so I'm sure this is not the last you'll hear from us about OceanGate. It, it is absolutely
2: um, the last we will yeah. hear from them, however.
0: Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe someone will go down to the wreckage of the Titan, mm. and then they'll look out the jerking at toilet. Maybe, and then it, it'll be stocked and run. It's, it's, yeah, maybe. I mean, the the thing is,
2: though, the media coverage of this was really interesting to me because, as you saw, if you were on Twitter. Everyone who read this story, like, the second you felt any kind of, like, pang of humanity, the second you were like, oh, that's that's a pretty bad way to die, you were hit with another thing they did that made it their own fault. Like, another sort of cartoonish thing. Um, And so everyone who was paying attention to this was just like, damn, that's crazy, Um, hope they die. You know, they're all billionaires, fuck them. Send more down. But the news, you you can't put that on the fucking television, you can't say that. So all the news could communicate was just sort of, like, intensity? Which is, like, it was so strange. They just had the little, like, countdown to, like, when we knew all
1: of these people were going to die. Um, yeah. That's then... the Balloon Boy element of
0: it, is, yes, like, the yeah.
1: live oxygen counter. Yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty funny in a bleak way. Did Rishi Sunak having to give an emergency press conference, being like, I hear what you're talking about, sending more billionaires down there, but we can't send good billionaires after bad. We can't afford
0: <laughs> to lose some of our great minds. who are creating jobs. Ah, oh, that's not that's someone from TV, and it's not Rishi. It's a well, good it, Rishi it Sunak. It sounds a bit like Moss from the IT crowd, yeah, but that it. is mm. how Rishi Sunak yeah, sounds. That's it. It's an impression of Moss in the IT crowd, and you know what? It's a pretty good Sunak. You know, it's all it needs is a little more power behind it, because mm. Rishi Sunak like went to the weird enunciating and being normal lessons that all the Tories go to, and now he talks weird. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway. And you need to be able to enunciate to pronounce
1: enunciating
0: and being normal lessons.
1: Yeah. It's a bit of a tongue twister.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, I'm going to move on from uh, from the Ocean Gate, however. Yeah, from these dead to idiots. To the... To uh For Much br- like the rescuers. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> like the idea of like the oxygen counter hitting zero. And all the rescuers going like,
1: Well, smoke I <laughs> like <laughs> and
0: they smack off to the surface can. <laughs> I can't believe you got the Australian co- the lazy Australian. I know to didn't fucking find him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <All> the <right. laughs> guy just at the bottom of the ocean
0: grilling somehow. Uh-huh. Have it, having Wave the it, segment legally declared dead. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, so uh, I don't know if you all heard about this but according to some anonymous Facebook messages sent to Catherine Burble in the Telegraph kids up and My down main source of news kids <laughs> up and down the UK in schools are identifying as cats which of course we know is a hoax from the states mm-hmm. that inspired 200 mentally unwell parents in Florida to call like bomb threats into their school boards and appears to be inspiring policymaking across the entirety of the UK political. Yeah, they, they, they got Starmer with it, of all people. Um, it, you know, what? I- No, But what you're saying that the right wing press snookered Starmer with a kind of like a dodgy culture war framing of Look, something, b- and just b- got him to reflex response. I was deeply
1: troubled by the footage of Sir G- of George Galloway. Oh, Almost called him Sir <laughs> George Galloway. That's definitely not the case. That man was never given an ear, and never will be. Yeah, who's was knighted in, by, in Iraq? Yeah, that's um, oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> I was deeply troubled by the footage of George Galloway uh, pretending to be a cat for Rula Lenska in a way that was highly sexualized, and I think children should not be imitating such lewd acts. Such as licking at your own hand as though it were a milky paw. These acts are perfectly fine and even cute when conducted by a
0: cat, but when done by a person, are of a lascivious and frankly uncouth nature. Well, the <laughs> thing about the kids are identifying as cats and there's litter boxes in schools is it's a fucking lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's yeah. a that's a fake story from the U.S. You that's know just know appeared here?
2: Do you know the grim detail of why that's a fake story or, or why it sort of like seemed to take off? So some US schools do have bags of, like, cat litter in the classrooms, but the reason why is for fucking, like, blood control if there's a mass shooting.
1: It's... Great. That's, that's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I like that. They're sort of the, the approach to the mass shooting thing is kind of like Just throw some catalyst well, on it. Yeah, well, if there's a if there's a, if there's a mass shooter, well, it's going to be a hell of a mess. <laughs>
3: like
1: like <who> gets, <laughs> you a bucket, like, cares, you know, about ready about to go blood? mop? Yeah, like, yeah how yeah. is that? How is that concern? And well, we better be Johnny on the spot with the cleanup because oh boy, blood stains. If you don't get it out, you quickly. can kind of
2: tell perhaps that I've fucked up in my recollection of this. The reason why there's kitty litter and also a bucket, right? is so that like mm. if the kids get locked in the classrooms while they're like cowering for their lives and the cops aren't coming in is so that they have like a sort of you know emergency toilet is why it's um, yeah right,
0: it's right. not it's for reasons related to school shootings rather yes. than reasons what, what
2: related I crafted to was an alternate uh, like an alternate narrative that just about made sense in my own head and I went with it and as soon as I said it, I knew it was stupid but I decided to write it out for as long in the segment but, as I could.
0: Well, I like I, I you know. want to refocus
2: back on this. No, no, no. Like, no I, I, I don't. I yeah. want to. I want to really drill into how the fuck I thought someone was like <laughs> palming like fistfuls of cat litter into an open gunshot wound. I want to yeah, really know but... what was going on when I said that.
1: That is the kind of crazy thing that like a fucking battle-hardened like Wagner Group guy would tell you, mm. Oh yes, you get very
0: serious bullet wound. You pour cat litter <laughs> in bullet wound. Uh, but like <laughs> the uh, the the story is right that children are identifying as as dragons as lions as mm. a hologram as didn't, cats didn't i used as to be cowboys playing as
2: astronauts,
1: yeah firefighters hologram is very funny like i identify as a simulacrum of another thing mm-hmm. like i'm not identifying as the thing mm-hmm. i'm identifying well, uh, as a representation of it okay this is of course uh, i know it's made up yeah. but it's still well, it's still a
0: funny thing to make up th- this is uh, this is of course always according to Someone who's quoted, to someone who's quoted in the papers as Britain's strictest head teacher, as though well she'd be telling the truth because she's very strict, mm. very down the line. And even if you, even if, Back right in the
1: day, the demon headmaster was Britain's strict. Even head teacher. if, even <laughs> if <laughs> you of, like, say you, 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 Jesus,
0: encounter a child <laughs> who says, "I, I'm a cat." I'm a kitty, I'm a hologram, I'm a cowboy, I'm an astronaut. And you're like that ch- would never say that. That's a child. <laughs> that is a child being a fucking child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is it, that it, is a child not-
2: playing pretend with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. It
0: is it is It is not a safeguarding
1: issue. No. But that's absurd. (laughs) You can't be a cat. Look at you. Your tongue is perfectly smooth. You can't even reach your own asshole. Don't be so absurd. It
0: says, says, this is Keir Starmer, of course, responding to this, saying, the labor leader said he believed it is clearly ridiculous for teachers to treat pupils as anything other than children after the Telegraph highlighted cases of students identifying as horses, dinosaurs, and other animals in school. (laughs) I mean he could have stopped it clearly ridiculous. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Well it's and I get this comes back to like it the fact that this insane hoax about the cat litter thing is being repeated over here. Maybe some student is saying, I'm a kitty. That's just a weird kid being kids, weird. Kids
2: do say some weird shit. That's they made yeah. shows about this whole premise.
1: Like yeah, on they TV. say darn thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's an internal ecosystem of bullies. <laughs> to deal with this kind of behavior and it exists in a perfect
0: ecological balance, right? That's why it, it, you can't have invasive species. The teachers, they need to be on the sides of the kids who are pretending to be horses and and stuff because mm-hmm. they need to the teachers can't be on the sides of the bullies. That upsets the balance of power.
1: Yeah. Yeah, cuz also then when they're on the sides of the kid getting bullied, then the kid getting bullied is a narc, so they get bullied more and then it all resolves mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Yeah, and eventually, you know, they they get a regular job. <laughs> You know, like columnist. <laughs> Sorry, Alice, you were saying?
2: No, no, no. I, I mean, I think the thing is, Catherine Bevel's saying her whole deal is being on the side of the bullies. And, you know, being one. Uh, and it's it's just, it's so twee and fucking annoying that, like, in the US, right, she wouldn't call herself on Twitter Miss Snuffy, right? But Because she's British, she does. And we just have to live with this kind of tweeness in our bullying just forever because that's you know this sort of fucking victorious sponge tea and crumpet shit my snuffy ass
1: could never have a candle
0: <laughs> and the thing is right it's there if there's a kid in school who's just like wants to pretend to be something else the language for wanting to pretend for wanting to do that like based on tumblr or whatever yeah it's out there but that doesn't mean that like what do they think is going to fucking happen Right? Because Catherine wow. Singh's whole thing is, oh, it means the kids are in control now. But I... I the, the, the lunatic I mean, one fucking, of them said, listen. look at me, I am the captain now. <laughs> by this point, I would welcome it. Like,
2: do fucking whatever radical Reggio Emilia pedagogy shit you want, right? Do the alternative schooling when the kids are allowed to smoke cigarettes and, like, call the teachers by their first names. It's, it's better than this shit. Ah, Italian school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, genuinely, I fully like, you know that thing when you talk to someone? And they're like sort of five percent annoying in a way that makes you know inherently that they went to like a weird alternative program school where they were allowed to be annoying that Man. that's like that seems like a fair price to pay as a society for having like any kind of educational system left. I think we should maybe have to concede this one. You you can get weird with it. You can do fucking Montessori Statler Waldorf shit. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. Just please, please, for the love of God, have some like schools that can employ teachers and like pay them fairly and treat the kids okay. And just that that's it that's all it needs to be. But instead all we can do is like
1: more repression. It's weird. The fact is, we can't turn every school into B-dales. As much as their innovative policy of allowing posh children to smoke cigarettes and do class A drugs from a young age and tell the teachers to go fluff themselves is a fascinating (laughs) educational insight. We cannot have a society comprised entirely of DJs. DJs have their place, certainly. Armin van Buren, DJ Ertse. These are all great people. (laughs) But we must draw the line somewhere. We need serious people... Bus drivers, accountants, and occasionally loss adjusters. <laughs> uh, my my dales bus driver is
2: being fucking whimsical
0: again. <laughs> so B-Dales bus driver just crashing into the <laughs> meeting is on ketamine. <laughs> Asked whether Sir Kier thought a child could identify as a cat.
1: Now I don't know what his answer is yet But I know that the only possible answer You should give to this question is Are you a fucking idiot (laughs) Stop talking to me about this I am the leader of the opposition Stop asking me these stupid Fucking questions (laughs) like I'm on E4 What the fuck are you talking about But I know that Keir Starmer won't have said that No,
0: No he didn't say that he said I think children should be told to identify As children
1: <laughs> that in a crowded field, that is the most Keir Starmer possible answer. That's that's so
2: much weirder a sentence than just what,
0: like, because what? Well, children never like pretend to be anything else, yeah. Ever, he, it's it's a
1: perfectly calibrated Starmer answer in a way that you know, like people we've we've discussed at length how it's difficult to imitate Trump because everything Trump says is so Trump, but it's also hmm. so kind of like. The the logic of it is so complex. It's like a chaos theory black box to understand what Trump would say. But then once you hear it, you're like, yes, of course. And it's similar with Starmer. Like, that's like a perfect. Because you can imagine him, he's triangulating all of the different groups he doesn't want to piss off. Like, he doesn't want to seem like he's like anti trans or anything. But he also doesn't want to seem like he's pro sort of tomfoolery. And so he's (laughs) sort of come into this, like, children can identify as whatever they want as long as it's child. (laughs) Like, it's like, it's the James Bond, like,
0: Iris closing in on like a random <laughs> section of terrain but tell me what a child is a child running around a playground saying I am a dinosaur not identifying as a child no that no moment? but th- this
2: is the thing like for ages you're sort of like anti-school anti-bedtime anarchists were like man even a childlike set of whimsy uh like owns and triggers the state and it turns out they were right we actually <laughs> maybe do have to abolish school now. <laughs>
0: Uh, but also, it's like so many of these right-wing cultural, political hobby horses, it's just these people are just riffing, mm-hmm. right? They riff and riff, and then whatever kind of hits, whatever hits and catches on, then they all just start believing it. And then all and then basically, the job of the right-wing media is to go make Keir Starmer respond to whatever some fucking dingus in Florida cooked up about their kid be seeing a litter box. Like, mm. that's the point of this whole thing. It's just... A constant improv game and then the people who are trying to like take all of this very seriously they can't or won't see that and so of course Keir Starmer is going to be presented with a ridiculous fucking question and then he's going to have to pretend it's serious because he has to pretend that someone out there really believes that in a sort of worked out sense not that someone just came up with it and it hit and so it kind of just became the line yeah.
2: And you like, know? It, it, imagine sort of like being Keir Starmer and trying to take like a longer view of like, what do I have Great on movie, this week? movie, by the way. <laughs> what do I have on this week, right? I've got, I got to do something about like, you know, the interest rates and the mortgage crisis and the rent crisis and the, the kids pretending to be dinosaurs. That, though, those are my like four big issues this week. It's like, at, at what point does any of that hit home that is like, a waste of your time.
1: I, I don't know. I, I don't know why. It, it feels as though, like, Bernie Sanders came the closest to, like, shattering the paradigm. Yeah, truly. When people ask you stupid questions, you can just say, that's a fucking stupid question. Like the closest we got in this country was Mick Lynch, no, that's, but who well, pointedly Mick, Mick is Lynch... not a politician and therefore able to like get, get like not have the sort of brain melt into the mainframe that they all mm. have, where they're like, "Well, I couldn't possibly ignore the stupid rules of this stupid game that doesn't matter." There was there was one time, and
2: it was weirdly not someone who I rate generally, it was Angela Rayner, um, if you recall. What, these are th- nationalized th- sausages? Where she was just like. Uh, just gave her like this look like she had just said the dumbest thing she had ever heard in her life because she had. which is
0: true. Yeah, because she had. It was just I mean, instinctive. Like, it was like, of, of course, course like, I'm yeah. gonna nationalize sausages <laughs> yeah. Even like, even even Corbyn would like try to answer these questions by yeah, reframing like, it to a compassionate place.
2: Yeah, he would kind of like right? bluster and be but, like, "Well, of course we're not gonna nationalize sausages, but I I do think that every child should have sausages mm-hmm. if they want the sausages." And they would go like yeah. mad, communist Jeremy Corbyn yeah. forcing halal sausages mm. down your child's throat.
0: But now, now all we get is uh, just yeah, well, of course I'll accept your framing. Thank you for the framing
1: uh, i want to be Australians. i, I would your Australian encourage
0: it to go further by
1: perhaps adding a mount <laughs> um anyway I, I really want to make the movie trailer being
0: Keir Starmer now <laughs> copyright <laughs> copyright you can't do it unless you do it for us and we can you yeah, know Starma, appreciate Starma, Starma, Starma. John Malkovich in being Keir Starmer <laughs> at the point of these messages even if it is Like even if someone is saying, yes, I'm a horse or whatever, this is not some (laughs) either. Either it's just like the concoctions of some addled mind of someone on Facebook Mm -hmm. or it is just someone being a fucking child in the classroom, maybe even a weird child, right, who is saying I'm a horse. And that used to just be kind of a weird kid. And now suddenly it's a national crisis where Everybody in the entire country is expected to join the side of the fucking school bullies via the teacher. Alice, you pointed out something that other things that Keir Starmer might have been thinking of, and this is going to be mm. the third segment before we go into our reading. And boy, is it a fun reading! I love this reading. I'm very excited for it. Amazing! Uh, it's from the New The States. third lesson. Uh, it's about, of course, the ongoing cost of living crisis. Yeah, the cost uh, of Yeah, they put the damn cozy number lips. at five. Uh,
1: oh no! And turning, turning up the big contradiction dial. Well, kind of,
0: right? Because we have, and this is all in the they had to do this that, that because the symptom. racism button was at the bottom of the Challenger trench. Yeah. Well, no, this is a morbid symptom, right? Because under the old paradigm, right, where we have a completely globally distributed set of supply chains, and everything is always reliably cheap, and can be made cheaper by finding some efficiency, usually, mm. right. That efficiency, usually not being a technological innovation, but a regulatory skirt, a labor arbitrage, stuff like this, um, will make things generally cheaper and be disinflationary. But now, right, we have a new thing where that doesn't work. And also, none of the olive harvests are succeeding. Canada had a drought. Uh, and lots and lots of things are happening. Yeah, we, and we so- ran
2: out of places where stuff was normal to offshore to. Now it's just kind of fucked in a slightly different way everywhere.
1: Riley's keeping a brave face, but he's very upset about the olive harvest. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it. He's, he's worried about the anti-pasty well, situation. <laughs> and so what happens
0: is we are, at, we are attempting, or we, the, sort of the people in charge of the country, uh, specifically the people in charge of the country and the people in charge of the Bank of England, are attempting to fix a material problem with a purely financial solution. Mm. That means they attempt to fix a problem that is, for example, there are poor olive harvests in Spain due to climate change. Yeah, and, is and, like, due to the uh,
2: but they can't. Uh, you know, any practical thing is just off the table now because governments and banks don't do that. You can't build more olive factories, right? B-
1: you, well, what the you Bank can- of England needs to become like Trash Future. It needs to take our approach. It needs to be the Bank of England Olive Farm. They oh. need to be planting olive trees on the roof of the Bank of England, which now has
0: the appropriate climate for growing olives. Yeah. <laughs> so, but let's let's talk about this, right? Like, it's first. It's worth asking. Why is UK inflation worse than other developed markets? How oh, come? Because of we all are, of the stuff we did. Well, yes, actually, it is because of all of the stuff we did. Oh, <laughs> damn, it wasn't, wasn't going to be that. Yeah. Um, but also, and, and then ask how come there's nothing that can be done about it? What is inflation really? All of these things are worthwhile questions to ask. So I'll hmm. start with a third one. What is inflation? Inflation is, it's not just some force of nature like gravity. Inflation is basically a distributional conflict. Right. Mm. It's a conflict of who gets what between buyers and sellers, especially buyers and sellers of labor. It's who gets what between asset owners and rentiers, whether that's a bank who has who's lending up money for houses or a landlord who's renting out houses to people. Right. It is. And, and in every respect, inflation, responses to inflation are about picking winners. It's about trying to end that distributional conflict by creating a winner. Mm. It used to be. And, and this is also true with disinflation. Right, and when we, had, when we went to a period of zero rates after uh, the financial crisis to try to incentivize investment and stuff, we could have done, gone one of two ways. We could have gone the way we did, which is do nothing, pull money out of the economy, stop, uh, stop public investment, stop things that will empower mm. one group of those people who are on one side of that yeah. fight, namely we, us and the listeners and yeah, all those people.
2: But on the other hand, we did do all of the like season three stuff where we made the economy yep. out of scams, that stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: unless you're listening to this with the last remaining bit of oxygen at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean inside the submarine, in which case you would be on the other side of that. Um, Yeah, yeah, and please do not press that button. Like, but But we can do we we can do you a fun message, (laughs) (laughs) like we did for
0: the other guy. Yeah, so right, but this is that that's that we're talking about that solution to the distributional conflict, right? How do you make the economy go without upsetting the balance of power between workers and capital? In fact, by favoring your chosen group. And to have an environment of low rates, but without investment, without really very much wage growth, right? All of that is how you solve that problem. Mm. And then how do you respond to another set of distributional conflicts, this time over just the price of material stuff, such as energy, such as food, olives. things of that nature? Yeah. yeah, olives. Olives is actually a really important one because olive oil is a staple crop and there's a huge shortage of them right now mm. like, because Spain is on fire, basically. Oh. Like it, this is as much a, this is as much about climate change as it is about ukraine you know this is this is a cost of adaptation issue it's not just a cost of living crisis hmm. um, and so that distributional conflict is again being worked out but by jacking the rates up because the prices are all very <laughs> high. yeah jacking the rates up okay uh, but and so then we can say okay well how how come inflation in the UK? how come that distributional conflict in the uk is more acute than in other countries where inflation has now started to fall. That all the conf- stuff
2: we did. All the stuff we yeah. did. We turned the economy into scams and then we ripped all of the funding out of any of the public services, which, as I am reliably informed by a guy called John Maynard Keynes, makes it so that the inflation goes less because the stuff.
0: Well, I'll give you an example, right? One of the things driving down worker participation in the economy and so making like it hard to hire people is, law, is people being inactive for long-term sickness. And one of the reasons they're long-term sick is because you can't get a fucking doctor. Yeah. Right? So, th- that's, uh.
2: that's funny, though, because that's one of the areas where we've managed to finesse this. Uh, and when we talk about the mortgage crisis, one of the things that comes up is like, well, nobody's too worried yet because, um, you know, unemployment's not that high. But if you've, you know, walked around in Britain, you may have noticed that there's a lot of shit not getting done, right? How can this be so mm. when unemployment is not high? And the answer is... Everybody's off work long-term sick for mysterious reasons we won't get into um, And it's it's like, okay, cool So we just like shoved all of the numbers out of that column into this other column We made the lenders look at this one column and they say that's fine We're just gonna keep
1: doing that, that's fine mm. Yeah, this guy Nick Leeson came up with it and it ended very well for him
0: <laughs> Or even stuff like having a well-developed transport infrastructure mm. That's disinflationary because it's cheaper to get stuff around right? That, that all of these things reduce costs. But if you're going to, instead of maintaining any of that at home, if you're going to balance the books and then ship the contradictions out elsewhere to keep costs down, you can allow all that infrastructure to crumble. Everything gets shitty and expensive here. But that doesn't matter because the goods are cheap, because everything will be cheap forever, except when it isn't. And so now that well everything isn't cheap anymore... A lot of those chickens of just we kept on pulling the kerplunk like sticks out of the economy Mm. that the kerplunk has now happened. We're in the kerplunk. (laughs) The car has plunked. Uh huh. We we have janged at this point. Join join me, Mr. Sharpeau in the Kaplan. And so and so the (laughs) idea, right, that the economy is somehow running hot, because that's that's what the Tories in the Bank of England keep on saying, right? The economy is running hot, meaning too many people have it too good, too many workers have it too good because Mm. their pay is too high, which means that the price of stuff is gonna go up, which means we need to engineer a social catastrophe that will claim probably another fucking hundred and fifty thousand or more lives. But in service of the line. In service hmm. in service of price stability without attacking rentier interests. That's the key, ah. right? Price stability, but without attacking rentier interests, without actually investing meaningfully, which would also be seen to attack rentier interests because well, you would need to empower because having th- something like a functioning health service is empowering. That's empowering for workers. What's really funny is
2: how much of this at the moment is just in the form of asking nicely. Like... Food prices get too high, we ask the supermarkets to maybe voluntarily charge a bit less. Uh, you know, the, the mortgage, mortgage interest rates go up, we ask the lenders to be a bit nicer to borrowers. Um, and it's like, again, we're, you know, minimum viable socialism. You're being dragged kicking and screaming into like, regulating any of this shit. And even then, even then,
1: you still don't want to invest anything anywhere. I, I, I love the way the UK government operates, you know, mm. it's like first year university student lurching from like essay crisis to essay crisis, like everything we do is done badly at 5am, like 15 coffees in and like in a way that is like far more work, effort and expense and with a worse outcome than if you'd have just done the normal thing that was obviously the right thing to do like a year ago.
0: Mm. let intervene materially. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The attempt is to never intervene materially because otherwise, it's too good. Yeah, um, and- it's like it's like we all know that when you
1: don't pay the nurses and doctors enough, they all fuck off other countries where they can earn more money and then the nurses and doctors you do have left are overworked and then you have to supplement them with agency nurses who cost way more money and you end up spending more than you would have spent if you'd have just paid them what they asked for for a shitter service that doesn't work but
0: somehow that's good management. Well, the, the way I, I understand it right, especially the way that I understand how they understand it is they think okay the economy is running hot right it's like a car and they think okay it's like a car we've revved too much mm. but what it actually is is it's running hot because you sold the fan belt because you decided it was too much weight. You didn't want to press in the accelerator pedal. <laughs> and now you've seen that you're kind of slowing down and your engine is overheating. And what you've decided to do is see how many lug nuts are really that necessary mm-hmm. to keep the wheels on. I, d-
1: I, hope, I hope you're happy, government. You forced Riley into a car metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> He's just about come out of it unscathed.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's uh, it, it, and so engineering a recession via rate rises to solve a material problem. Right? You can't just decide, well, I guess I'm going to eat two meals a day and not heat my house. Now, the Treasury Office, they're like the timing chain. <laughs> <laughs> but like, food prices are high, not because the economy is too good, not because people are getting paid too much. And those, those, uh, the wages that are, are, are rising, by the way, are rising at the fucking top. Hmm. People on low wages have not had a pay rise.
2: Interesting how that happens.
0: Uh, and how does raising the interest rate solve the drought
1: in Spain? How? But some of those people on very high wages are actually sinking as we speak.
0: <laughs> 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 like if you actually have higher wages, which again, you get by a train is such a perfect example, because it means that someone is able to get to get they're able to get to more jobs, which yes, it means they can have a higher wage, but also it means they're not like maybe spending as much money on petrol. they're not spending as much money on a car.'re they're, like, they're not servicing car payments, hmm. which is also like, all of this stuff contributes to the contributes to things like inflation. And, and but but having good public transport allows people to say, get to different jobs so you could maybe leave your bad job and get a better one. Right. But if you have higher wages, but that requires higher investment, which creates higher wages as well. But then and you and then if you solve that problem with, with maybe price controls like we did with the energy. We did price controls and it worked. It was yeah. incredibly disinflationary. Yeah, but
2: we didn't like it yeah. though.
1: Yeah. We did it at the at the at the moment where we were completely forced to do it because mm-hmm. otherwise the economy would have caught fire. You would have got the millisecond warning and then the whole would have imploded of Britain, right? <laughs> then they were like Okay, I guess we'll put like a fucking acro pole in here to just about keep the Mm -hmm. hole from imploding. And they were like, we're not adding any more of these acro poles, though. We've drawn (laughs) the line at one acro pole, and we're going to take it down at some point.
0: Uh If it implodes
1: again, it implodes. Mm -hmm. At least we'll have done it sensibly. Yeah, we'll have imploded honorably. (laughs) (laughs) I think a sensible implosion done in the correct way, under the right circumstances, could be a great thing for the economy.
2: I mean I mean it is basically the same thing. It is like sort of rich people's death drive really coming to the fore here, right i I can I can get into the the fucking submersible that they're gonna bolt me into that has no tracking device. I can get into the British economy, which is like propped up with the one fucking thing um and which is gonna like also implode.
1: We live in a brave new world in the Challenger Deep, and I'm asking the British people to thrive and adapt in the way that they did during the Blitz. Can you and your neighbours learn to (laughs) bioluminesce or exist on rare
0: (laughs) forms of algae? (laughs) (laughs) We're starting a new Britain here on this (laughs) seamount by a volcanic vent. Consider a career change into being a Greenland shark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We don't have kids identifying as those. Your next career might be as a blobfish. That's Mm -hmm. right. It could be. Um, But it's not like I think it's also worth pointing out about like renters, mortgage holders and the rentier economy is that it's never like about high rates versus low rates. Uh, It's about asset owners and those who don't own assets. Mm. And the idea that, oh, well, this will be good because rents will go down or up or fucking sideways doesn't matter because you have if you understand this as a distributional conflict. Then you'll understand that the distributional conflict doesn't start and end at inflation. The distributional conflict is between, for example, renters and landlords, because the renters will simply charge what the market will bear, and whether that means that there is inflation eating into their profit margins or not, it doesn't matter because they will just charge what the market will bear. That's all that really—they don't set rents on the basis of like wages or or prices or no. anything. It's just purely what can I get out of these people? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, Although I guess if everyone's mortgage rates are going up, then you can rely on like a larger proportion of landlords are likely to put the rent up out of like, scare quotes, necessity. So therefore what the market will bear will be sort of like the hand will be forced a bit by circumstance because renters, like if everyone puts their rent up, even if you can't afford it, you
0: kind of got to live somewhere. But in a low rent environment, then there were were lots of consolidations of landlords, which may increase the market power of those landlords, which put the rent up.
1: Oh, don't get me wrong. So landlords heads, are dickheads yeah. under no, anything. What I mean is, what I and, mean and, is and it's like
0: yeah. heads I win, tails I win, right? Like yeah, under every,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: every circumstance, the economy is doing better, good for landlords. The economy is doing worse, good for landlords. Curiously, in this instance, uh, the economy is doing worse. Much worse for renters, but also worse for people with mortgages, right? And those aren't people who were. I'm still gonna sound like the British Medical Association here. That's not supposed to happen with heavy air quotes, right? Like that was supposed to be a sort of like middle class wealth building thing. Um, And I know, Riley, you have your theory of like, you know, the wire is shrinking as sort of like the contradictions get heightened and like fewer and fewer people are like protected and insulated from the economy in the way that sort of like mortgage holders have traditionally been held to be. but I I don't think that's the case. I have a different theory, and my theory is that it's purely generational, right? I think that now that you are starting to see even the luckiest or most privileged people in their thirties starting to be able to like get mortgages, you get the sort of like you know boot coming down on the hand and on the like ladder rung. I think it's purely a generational thing. Uh, because you know the the people who are older than them can can rent to those people and keep renting to them forever.
1: So. I like that the, the the Tory Party are trying to phase out their electoral mandate, like the way they're doing with cigarettes in New Zealand, where like people below a certain age, like mm. born after a certain year, will simply never circumstantially be able to vote Tory. Like they'll never, yep, And the genuine. Tories aren't interested in winning their vote because they think the old people will never die. <laughs> so, like, so they're so just do sort the sort the old of, people like, phasing the Tory Party out. Well and, and this is where we get back We've to We've just got to wait them out. It's genuinely
2: so the, it's it's a, it's a whole generation that never really thought about their own mortality <laughs> at all yeah. and has like held that belief perfectly unscathed their entire lives until the moment they die. They have the submarine implosion alarm awareness of mortality and it's going to it's going to stay that way,
0: you know? Yeah, and so when we when we talk am just going to move on, but when we talk about this is not supposed to happen, it's like that's the law. Is that you think you are a protect nurses? That used to be a good middle class job. Mm-hmm. They weren't supposed to be going to f- again in heavy scare quotes. Yes, they yeah. was and they weren't supposed to be going to food banks until they were. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. this is these are wa- these are widely believed things that can become pretty untrue pretty fucking quick. Oh yeah, um, and you know this is and when you when you choose to have a when you resolve every distributional conflict in favor of let's say the largest group of powerful people that you can, right? So you pick whoever you can without upsetting the apple cart, so to speak. So You say, okay, well, it used to be that we could keep mortgage people with mortgages and people who own their assets outright inside the wire, right? I'm sorry, people with mortgages, but... You have people with who own their assets outright, you're you're now no longer inside the wire. We've had to do this in order to keep things roughly as they but are. Those Otherwise, are about, like, we would have to ta- we'd have to do yeah. things like invest. We would have to change the balance of power between like labor and capital. We you, would have yeah. to do things differently.
2: You can even put a number on this, by the way, because ab- about fifty percent of um, British adults who are like. Uh, you know, paying for their accommodation, paying for their housing rent. About twenty five percent own their home with a mortgage, and about another twenty five percent just own it free and clear. Right, and so we've shrunk from we're going to protect this fifty percent of the economy at all costs to we're going to protect this twenty five percent of the economy mm. <laughs> against all costs. Um, and it's it's like yeah, this this
0: kind of retreat uh, is probably not a good sign. Yeah. And and this is just if you're at the end of the era of cheap everything and you refuse to change your your uh, economic model, mm. this is going to keep happening. The British government is
1: like Scrooge being visited by the four ghosts and then being like, "Yeah, nice. No, fine, actually. No, I'm going to carry on as I am. <laughs> Fuck tiny Tim, little dickhead." It's, it's not, I'm not
3: my buying name, it
0: says him Ebenezer Scrogg. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cunt can barely walk anyway what muscle fibers he building <laughs> yeah. it's like with all of this disinflate- these disinflationary effects gone the only thing they're going to have to do to deal with constant price spikes as everything fucks up is putting the interest rate up and whether you ch- and re- regardless of where you put the interest rate in a rentier economy heads rentiers win tails rentiers win that's it
1: <laughs> cool yeah Bob cool. Cratchit sent free ghosts around
0: really sport my evening <laughs> oh, I'm gonna sack him. I wanna I, I I wanna talk about a fun article. Yeah. Mm. Okay. This is of course by This is in the New Statesman. It's called The Fifteen Minute City is a Working Class Nightmare by Michael Lind. Mm. In the new the New Statesman, Bastion of Liberal Intellectual Britain it's like, you know what we're gonna publish? We're gonna publish an article by the guy who wrote Vietnam the Necessary War in nineteen ninety nine. In
1: 1999, yeah, and also 15-minute cities—another made-up non-issue that no one actually cares oh, yeah. about, aside from like lunatics.
0: Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's yeah. Uh, I actually I have his biography. He also wrote a book called What Lincoln Believed in 2004. Uh huh. Um, great. He he is a, a works for the New America think tank, which is funded. Would you believe it? By the Ford Foundation.
1: Oh wow. no
2: just just mm. keeping that in my sort of my back pocket as uh, and anytime it comes up in the article which it may not uh, but if it does I'm just going to like whisper very sensually the word
1: ford into the microphone yeah and he is, yeah, yeah he is you uh, can have any people you like as long as they're um, wait
0: yeah, as long as they're <laughs> in Brazil yeah uh, you know, some boys from Brazil <laughs> yeah you can, so have, least, a, you like can this have free Alan newspaper. Brazil yeah, yeah. Uh, so michael lind uh, writes, the idea of a 15-minute city sounds appealing. Who wouldn't want to have everything they need, work, healthcare, education, shops, and leisure, within a short walk of their door? Oh, I was done the spectator article thing, where it's yeah. uh, just in the, in the in the first paragraph, it's like, just
1: lists an obviously good thing, and it's like, wouldn't that be good? Anyway. Just, just well, end article, yeah. Uh, it's like, thing, what thanks, about bye. this insane scenario I have invented in my head? <laughs> Join me in the brain dojo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the idea of yeah.
2: the 15-minute city sounds appealing, but it's not going to help those people get out of that submarine, is it?
1: That's right. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, well, the submarine is kind—it's of, kind of a thirty-second city. If you could fit like a, a <laughs> shop and a cinema yeah. in there, so easy.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you'd have milliseconds of fun.
1: I mean, they yeah. are—they are. You know, I would say perhaps a two-second crawl away from the gay sauna. <laughs> you could call the toilet whatever you want. Yeah, I With mean, Billy look, Zane. It, it, look, it's it's fucking—it's five dudes in a tiny tube, probably pretty hot in there.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying on.
1: Look, it's you, if, if life gives you lemons You can choose to make lemonade or not That's all I'm saying
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm moving on <laughs> But, but <laughs> That was the perfect punchline to the joke So <laughs> says Michael Lind <laughs> Only brief reflection is needed And boy can I tell you, he clearly has offered this issue Only brief reflection mm. to de- That's like, oh it's biology 101 Yep, and it doesn't get more complicated than that That's right um, Only brief reflection is needed to demonstrate how impractical the idea is Consider work Oh, I will, Michael. Uh, do I have to? The majority of Americans in the private sector work for companies with more than... it's in the New Statesman. This is a British magazine. majority of Americans in the private sector work for companies with more than 500 employees. And some of these mm. firms, such as coffee house and drugstore chains, may have establishments in many neighborhoods. Other jobs require certain employees to commute to a central office, warehouse, or store.
2: I mean, a lot of them don't. We've literally had proven to us that many of them flatly just do not. You can stay home. You can work uh, from home. Uh,
0: that... But- Alice, those are the white collar uh, fake stay at home jobs. Like, for example, that oh, Michael Lind would have. Okay. What about people who have to actually go into work? And well, I, I, I think talk they should about be able to get pools. like a
2: nice bus or train or bicycle, even.
0: Or- also, also, it's like, well, wait a minute. You're, he's also talking about people that live in like exurban or suburban environments. And are those also being fifteen minuteed? Like, is is your office block in central Oxford? Yeah, like, I don't, don't understand th- what the th- th- problem is. This is
2: sort is. of like getting to the problem of like, why don't you have a 15 minute country?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, 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 why not?
1: Actually. Why not? It, well, well, that's why we should all move to Luxembourg.
0: Yeah. Mm. Like, what, what policy does he think is being mooted here? It's like all of the cars are going away. And if you live in a suburb, you're gonna have to, like, walk to your Amazon Do,
2: Doing the, like, North Korean defector thing, where it's like, uh, in the UK, if you take 16 minutes to get somewhere, an alarm goes off in your car dashboard and the police kill you.
1: Well, yeah, the alarm goes off and then 30 seconds later, your car implodes.
2: It says, more access! <laughs> 30 well, so I could easily get out of a car in 30 seconds.
1: Oh, I don't know. All
2: right, 21. Um, (laughs) I could, like, sort of roll myself halfway out of a car in 20 seconds. I could thrash about a lot in 30 seconds.
0: (laughs) I can struggle with the seatbelt for 30 seconds. I said all right, 21. I think I meant all right, 24. Anyway, Hmm. mere access to public transport is not enough. A Brookings Institution study found that only 30% of potential jobs were accessible to American urban residents using mass transit. But he's writing for the New Statesman about Britain.
1: Yeah, America, famously a country which has no fucking public transport. Like America is an outlier in this regard because they're insane. When people go on about, like, uh, they bring the walkable cities discourse over to the UK, and it's like, British cities are pretty walkable! What are you talking about? No one built a four-lane highway through most British cities! You're talking about America!
2: Glasgow has entered the chat. Uh, Yeah. yeah, No, I I, I just, I think maybe if that's the case, you should have more public transport, or better public transport. Just a thought. Also, Well, no, you can't have
0: that because it'd be uh, gay. Uh What do you want to go down in a submarine with five guys? A Mm. low income worker with access to a car is twice as likely to get jobs and four times as likely Uh, to remain employed. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Access access to a car. Yeah. Also, access to a car just means you own a car or more likely, you lease one and the interest rate is whatever the Bank of England says it is.
1: Hmm. Let's call it access to a car.
0: It really (laughs) obfuscates the
1: uh, monetary relationships.
0: So. Except in a few of the world's densest cities, such as New York, Tokyo, and Paris, London not mentioned. Mm, uh, public weird. transport is no substitute for the. Sp- <laughs> London famously less dense than Paris. That's <laughs> Paris. Public transport is no substitute for the speed and convenience of point-to-point travel in an individual vehicle. Like, oh. mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, who? I, I was it's, doing it's, that, didn't you? Yeah, people will never take away the Model T.
1: It's the backbone of American society.
0: <laughs> also, it's like it's. Hold on. You're talking about in cities, right? mm mm-hmm. I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. Sorry. It says, then there is retail. There is a reason why in the US and other countries. And other countries. Name one. Big box stores with oh, bargain prices are located on cheap suburban land. You may be able to walk to a grocery or a chemist in your city, he says, nodding to the nationality of the publication he's writing in, but thanks to high land prices and property taxes, Corner stores are likely to have limited space and more expensive goods. So, like, do you imagine there's like an off license the size of a Costco?
2: Like, yeah, okay, I do yearn in my heart to go to Big Tesco sometimes, and Big Tesco is far, and the Tesco Metro is not and has less and shittier things. Fine, but like, I also don't know what. Th- there is a bus.
1: You could just get on the bus. I just do the that. The government I- they want to ban the Big Tesco. They don't want you to go, they want you to be stuck with the small Tesco. You're gonna be in there, there's not very much bread. You're choosing between. <laughs> it's overpriced, they've only got the King's Mill. They don't have any of the freshly baked loaves. Do we like do we like the King's Mill, folks? Boo. <laughs> 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 oh, I hate that. Whoa! <laughs> they never they never have the green Thai curry paste. You can't get it, you can't get the paste in the small Tesco. You gotta go to the big Tesco, but they don't want
0: you to go. Well it says That's the other question right Is He's talking about cities mm. Right So does he think that There should be Big Tesco In Soho
1: Yeah I think we should turn Soho into a big Tesco Yeah massive Maybe. Tesco mm. Mega yeah. Tesco But it still has like The porn theatre And the brothel Right in the middle
0: <laughs> It's, also it's like, like a
1: nail like, house You know
0: It's like If we only upzoned The Tesco metro In Soho Or the co-op Or whatever it is on the On Brewer Street or whatever, I, I don't go to Soho, we could then finally solve, nice. like we could make it a more equal city because people could drive to Soho to go to the big Tesco instead of yeah. going to the one, yeah, like, turn on Fins the
1: Rovier into a car park.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, that sort of was the London plan.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: We're going to have the Greek
1: supermarket on Poland Street. We're going to have the Polski Sklep on Greek Street and everyone will be sorted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Housing space, too, will be limited in a 15 minute city. No matter how much IT'S LIMITED urban...
2: IN A CITY! It's, that's what a city is! Because you have less space, because the
1: density! Because of the density! <laughs> Well, Housing has never been limited in cities. I'm very intelligent. He was literally just talking about land prices two minutes ago and how it affects the size of shit people build in more urban areas. Mm-hmm. And now he's going like, imagine a world where land was at a premium in a city. <laughs> just, just, imagine, no just,
2: how- just come with me on a wild journey of fantasy and whimsy where London is a bit cramped.
0: No matter mm. how much urban journalists glamorize micro apartments in minimalism, most people brings that up German. later. Oh, no, oh um, fantastic most people in Western democracies prefer commuting to their workplaces and shopping centers and having bigger homes with more room to accommodate children, relatives, pets, and possessions.
2: Okay. Okay. You know what you know what we did about that one time? Is we built a network of trains, and then we built the suburbs around the trains. It was called Metroland, and we did it in the fucking 1920s. That it's not difficult. We it was a choice to displace that in favor
1: of cars. And even though it was only a 15-minute walk away from a doctor who would give you cocaine, and then it was only a 10-minute walk back. It was a great <laughs> era to live in Britain, I say. But also, there'll it's never like... be another war again if you're as a sensible man.
0: Also, it's like what? It's also you say, "Oh well, it'll be limited in a fifteen-minute city," as though London will have to shrink to the size of a fifteen-minute city. We can't. It can't be polycentric. No, no sorry. No, no, no. What's
2: okay? Okay. What's the one neighborhood in London we should shrink it all into in, in, until it's sort of like a giant pulsating flesh cube that like extends okay. to the.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Turkish London. London's (laughs) Turkish now. (laughs) Hearn Hill.
2: Yeah. London is both the largest and sort of like heaviest by weight and densest Turkish city.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah, it's the biggest Turkish city outside of Istanbul, and it's exactly a mile <laughs> across. You get it.
1: You get it. You get a two. You get a two-second warning, and then the entire city <laughs> implodes, <laughs> just like also, straight into Harangay. It's like, yeah. but wait, we haven't put like a, <laughs> you a get ceiling like a on one this. One-quarter-scale fucking houses of Parliament just like <laughs> that's like crushed a primary school in Harangay. <laughs> it's like or, like
2: a perfect sort of like column because we didn't put a ceiling on this that there's no height limit so it just would have to extend upwards so you get like 2000 mile
0: tall cube of cake. <laughs> but yeah, also yeah. like let's think about other cities right Birmingham for example it fucking is a 15-minute city in the center It's just with a bunch of other stuff around it that you could probably just build more Amenities for if you wanted So people didn't have to drive into the center yes. yeah. now, if, common, someone, we'll if someone remember.
1: builds A, a fucking a restaurant and a doctor's Surgery, in, in, surgery? A doctor's <laughs> surgery in your neighborhood That is communism uh-huh. And the right. next thing you know they're going to be coming around And asking you which of your neighbors Have been listening to the BBC <laughs> mm. um,
0: well, also, Of course Why you can't have a walkable chemist In the suburbs also undefined You just have to keep the suburbs as they are Keep the chemist in the center and drive between them As it happens, we know how much time people are willing to spend on an average one-way commute, 30 minutes. This is known as, and I urge both of you to let me get through this entire paragraph because you're not going to want to. Milo, I'm looking directly at you. You're not going to want to, but I urge you to do it, okay? Sit on your hands if you have to. This is known as Marchetti's Constant after the Italian polymath Cesare Marchetti. According to Marchetti, the time allotted to commuting is more or less invariant but the distance depends on modes of transportation and their speeds. A 15-minute city by car, with everything in driving distance in half an hour, would therefore be much larger than a 15-minute pedestrian city. (laughs) Am am I
2: allowed to talk now, sir? Yes, please. A 15-minute driving city...
0: Yes, that's right, a 15-minute car city that's, where there's that's no traffic. That's his
2: compromise, his, like, negotiated compromise is, okay, 15 minutes city, 15 minutes to drive everywhere. Everywhere is Indianapolis. There is five feet of road, you merge across 186 lanes to get into the parking lot of Sparrow. You take your Motorola StarTAC off his belt holster and you fucking think about killing yourself. Incredible. Great, yeah, mm, we should make yeah.
1: everywhere like this. You book a spot on the Titanic submarine expedition.
0: You know, he's basically saying that, look, Britain needs to ditch this 15 minute city crap and we need to make the plot of falling down happen every two days. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what a 15 minute car city is. It's falling down. <sighs> uh, here's, here's another incredible. Set. This is I love this article. I had such a good time reading it. Many of those who condemn automobiles for ruining cities appear to forget that in most cities and villages, cars and trucks replace not pedestrians, but horses and horse-drawn carriages. That's <laughs> right. You. It was the golden age of the combustion engine.
3: It's
2: like I, first, first of all, yeah. but second of all, right, it, I, I'm really liking the idea of getting in your sort of horse and cart for a five-minute walk. <laughs> yeah, just, like, riding a horse the way an American drives a car is a really, really funny idea to me. It's like, sort of, like, leave it tied up outside, you hop back on, you're like, oh, I don't want to walk too far, my feet hurt, so I'm going to just ride the horse,
0: like, two steps. Why, I'll Great. take the horse and car down to the apothecary, it must be a thousand cubits! <laughs> <laughs> also, it's like, let's just say you want to use qualities or quality-adjusted life years. You could say that the kids who get kicked in the head by horses... Hmm. Well, that's equivalent suffering to the kids who get asthma from living near urban motorways. You know, it's yeah, all kind of works out the same.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, if you if you got kicked in the head by a horse as a child back then, you had to live in penury, whereas now you get to write columns like this.
0: <laughs> if cars and trucks are banished from the pedestrian village, how are medics and ambulances to get to victims of heart attacks? Uh
2: this how is my the- shit. This is my shit. I saw this. I saw this. Okay. I, I got several answers. Um, I, so starting with the obvious one, just uh, don't. I, I'm anti ambulance action now. Just just leave them. You know, just die. Yep. Whatever.
1: Well, that's kind of the situation we're in now, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we did that with a functional Michaels. road
2: yeah. network. Second of all, second option, you just dump them into the like bucket of one of those cargo bikes. Easy. Third option, strap into a quadcopter. Fourth option, paramedic rocket boots. All right? This is what I'm doing, is I am being more innovative about this. Um, and, you know, why isn't he rising to meet that chat This is a man who can't imagine a fucking retractable bollard. A thing that we have outside the fucking studio. We c- like, you just have... A, regu- a regular street, but you pedestrianize it, and you have a thing that makes it so that only stuff that needs to go in there, instead of, like, you know, you and your Ford, can go in there, and then it just does. We
0: have that technology. That sounds pretty fantastical. I think the 140-lane highway is more realistic. You are know, through yeah. a European city? You're through, like, a British city. That'd yeah. Be, that's fine.
1: I like, yeah, just a man being paid to be performatively stupid about a thing. I mean, it's like, like you can, because it's weird because he's making all these dumb criticisms of 15 minute cities as a concept. When, as a concept, it's quite hard to argue with. You could make a bunch of, like, more quotidian criticisms of it in action. Like, in the UK, most of the time, it's a way of councils greenwashing, having no budget. So they hmm. just do a thing where they're like, I have now banned cars from the city centre. Great. Have you added any bus routes or cycling infrastructure? Absolutely fucking not. Okay, you've just inconvenienced the people of the town. Fucking well done. Great work. But now you're like, uh, it's the environment, actually. It's like woke being shit. So um, <laughs> fuck you, right? Like yeah, fine. Like then, then you could actually make a point about how this stuff is actually enacted in Britain, a country where no one is allowed to ever spend any money on anything. But what you've actually done is just go like, ah, join me in the brain dojo. What if anything could be fifteen minutes away? <laughs> yeah, what, what if it was fifteen minutes by plane? That would be quite mm. a large city. That's right. What if you had the Lolita Express on your work commute? <laughs> Why you could commute to Lille. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you go to, to your work job at, as a paedophile. You go to work at J.P. Morgan. Uh, so, so that's yeah. right. I'm I'm packing my bag. outside the yeah, tool. J.P. In Lille. Morgan
1: stands for paedophile. I'm offering these children bonbons. Uh,
0: so groceries <laughs> John might be taken Peterfar from Morgan. <laughs> uh, John stands for Morgan. Don't fucking at Wait. me. That's yeah, what, that's that... what...
1: That would be such a good episode, <laughs> I mean, as, I've already titled part this of one. of
2: a court order, JP Morgan have been forced to change the sign outside all of their buildings to J. Pedophile Morgan.
0: Uh, okay. Don't even ask me what the
2: P in KPMG stands for. <laughs> it's also pedophile.
0: Sounds the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Groceries might be taken home from corner stores in small quantities every day, but if you think daily shopping is one of the pleasures of life, that's fine. But how are beds, sofas, tables, and bookcases to be moved in and out of houses and apartments if rented? Retractable bollards. Retractable, <laughs> well, well, but you retract. No. They go in the fucking Fuck it. ground.
2: You Fuck put them it. in Venice. the
0: ground. Everything is Venice now. Get a fucking boat. Oh, i have 15 minutes to the lagoon
2: city. to fucking create a more equitable society at mm. long last. I I'm not well, seeing a downside well, I here. I live
1: within a 15 minute swim of
0: everything I need. Well, I, <laughs> if you if you have like high speed rail, you could live within a 15 minute commute of Ravenna. Mm. I need to recommend, by the way, people listen to the episode of Tides of History about the birth of Venice. You can see the little bits I half remembered from that to to, mm. to, to, to reconstruct hey, um, my Venice opinion, buddy. How's your uh, how's your fifteen minute city going there, okay, buddy? Okay. One solution, <laughs> people. Uh, one solution is to limit the vehicles allowed into a neighborhood to those who live and work there and necessary service vehicles. But those neighborhoods already exist. They're called gated communities.
2: That's not what, that's not what a community, there's a difference. You can ride a bicycle into or through, like, a low-traffic neighbourhood. Mm-hmm. You, you can... Yeah.
0: <sighs> well, it also, it's like, are, are you saying that there are currently a bunch of, like, Amazon workers... Who are living in Soho who drive every day point to point to their ex-urban warehouse job. yeah yeah clearly I, I, that's I, so cool that's an awesome he's, he's actually
2: he's actually accidentally proposing like radical urbanism which is we enforce like a low traffic neighborhood with security and like gates um which is it, that's what yeah. they fucking think that the you know the IMF or Bill Gates or whatever wants wants Oxford city council to do so
0: yeah let's let's do it let's go for it they give you the vaccine at the fucking gates, too. It's cool. Most, most working people in Europe and North America tend to live in suburbs and exurbs. Actually, like 80% of people tend to live in suburbs and in exurbs. Indeed, the gentrification of cities tends to be a process of whitening, as well to do white people drive up urban property valuable, values in fashionable areas. Oh, interesting.
2: I wonder if that's ever happened in reverse and, like, sort of weirdly mm. seems to alternate
0: over the years. Also, it's like, if only there was another lens to view this through instead of just like, well, Hmm. I should get to idle my car in your living room. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, absolutely not. Well, yeah, because I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) The Hmm. car has become a symbol (laughs) of the low intensity class war between the metropolitan overclass and the mostly suburban multiracial working class in Western democracies. Move over, Matthew Goodwin. A new new class war has just dropped that totally obfuscates anything material. Yeah, on multiple races.
1: Yeah, I'm white, but I'm also from Basildon.
2: <laughs> but like, this is true in some places, it's right? West like, it... <laughs> so, like in the US, sure. France, sometimes sure. But like, in England, in London, like, is is London's suburbs in more? Br- in
1: Britain, the cities are much more ethnically diverse than yeah. the suburbs, and
0: generally poorer. Yeah, and also like. In the US, that's true for like Actually, I'm going to read this next paragraph Which explains how he got this opinion Elite professionals and managers can live without cars Of their own in major cities, relying on Walking, cycling, public transport, taxis and Including Uber or Lyft yeah, yeah, public cool. transport Why is doesn't everywhere have that?
2: Like, why doesn't everywhere have
0: good and, then, public and then he transport? says I know because I was one For three decades I did not own a car when I, lived, when I lived in upscale neighborhoods Such as Chelsea in the Upper East Side of New York And Adams Morgan in D.C. Which means he just doesn't understand that cities are places of extreme inequality, where no. very rich people live beside very poor people. And 80% of the population is suburban. There are rich, sub- the elderly edge exists.
2: You know what else does? is a fucking bollard.
0: Yeah, yeah. De- de- defeat. Who would win? Michael put, Lind. Put him the in the ground. Of- put him in the ground unilaterally. Yeah. Just put him in, like
2: no. guerrilla bollard installing. Just stick mm. one in the street. That's uh, the question. Is see what happens. Who would
0: win? Who would win? The Michael Lind, author of um, uh, 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 "Highway to the Danger Zone: Justification of Lethal Force in the Highway of Death," or uh, a single bollard? <laughs>
1: who would win? It's a good yeah. question. Yeah. We can't say. Uh, so it would, dep- would depend on what what the objective was, I
0: guess. Also, it's like th- that's the point, right? Is that people who live in Long Island should be able to drive to the World Trade Center, and people who live in Bishop Stortford should be able to like ramp the Marble Arch Mound. No, people <laughs> who live in Long Island should be able to fly a plane directly
1: into the World Trade Center because it would take less than fifteen minutes.
0: That is the synthesis. <laughs> it's like it's but urban. You know what makes walking around urban areas impossible for especially for deprived people who don't have cars or can't just get Ubers right? Is it traffic? It's it's traffic. It's urban motorways. There are laws in the UK named after kids who got who were died because of poor air quality because they lived in poor quality flats right beside fucking motorways in the city. So Mm -hmm. what the fuck is Michael Lynn talking about other than just being an idiot for Ford? I'll come to the end here. Many metropolitan progressives have sought to have sought to claim that protesters such as the Canadian truckers, or the Dutch farmer citizen movement were, if not sister. The, the, remember in, in the Netherlands, there was like a bunch they of. Spray all the shit in the buildings. Those guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: The 15 minute shitties.
0: <laughs> 15 minute shitties. I hate
1: these 15 minute shitties. You uh, can't get to work on your canal boats. You put you should put a rising bollard in the middle of the canal.
0: But uh, <laughs> these really people are not. Ballard. Are not genuinely working class, but the reclassification of many workers who would have been employees in the past as contractors by businesses seeking to minimize labor costs has created a growing precariat of people who are nominally self-employed, but part of the working class by any sensible definition. He does not offer a sensible definition, of course. Of course, uh, and additionally, well, the thing why is, like, right?
2: Yeah. The thing is that that definition of working class has to expand to include like um, used car dealers, bicycle landlords, yeah. guys who like traffic tiger cubs for
1: some reason, uh, yeah. all all of that shit, you know. Well, well, the new car dealers, they're fancy, of course, but the used car dealers, they're kind of mm. horny-handed well, men. Also, of mm, In yeah. the,
0: I remember the Canadian trucker protest. That was people with like two hundred and fifty thousand dollar pickups that are the size of an adult man, like the height yeah, of an yeah. adult man on the front. And, the again.
1: size of one I understood what yeah. you meant, but it's really funny to imagine a pickup truck that's exactly the size of like one this man. This was the, the largest new pickup Ford available. Gary. <laughs> yeah, Roger. You can ride, Ford Gary. Roger. Um, it's me. Yeah. Hi, I'm Gary, the pickup. <laughs> no, right. Like,
2: I also remember the Canadian trucker process thing, and like. Didn't they mostly have a series of inscrutable beefs about how Justin Trudeau was gay and making them get vaccinated?
1: Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, D- and then they also had to translate it into unburf inscrutable oh, for sorry, due to Canadian, this, Canadian language regulations. This,
0: this is this is what this is sorry. This is in support of his claim that the twentieth the twenty first century, the site of intense class conflict, is the automobile rather than the factory. Uh huh. Uh, because all of those, like, you know, again, addled Calgarians decided to do donuts around Ottawa for a while because he, they're wealthy enough to have a car! And they're he, angry because it's a fucking petite bourgeois revolution! God if you
2: wrote this up as like a Verso Books kind of like paperback, where it's like, yeah, the side of class struggle is the car, I would do the sort of, like, the high-handed thing of being like, well, I don't know if I agree with that, but it's not, it's not a bad book, I just, you know. This?
1: This guy? I, no. Absolutely not. Come on, get the fuck out of here. He's just drawing dichotomies that don't exist fundamentally Mm. in a way which implies that he just doesn't really understand car ownership at all. Like in the sense that like there are plenty of working class people who own cars out of necessity, both because actually car ownership at the low end of the scale is pretty cheap and it's often cheaper than Taking the train in Britain for example mm-hmm, For a number yep. of reasons and a lot of areas where a lot of Working class people live and the jobs they have To go to like warehouse jobs or whatever As he points out are poorly served By public transport there are also a bunch of Wealthier people who own cars because It's convenient to own cars they want a nice car It's sick whatever like you know that the, There is simply just like a wide Hodgepodge of different reasons why people Own cars which does not divide neatly Along class lines what are you
0: talking about mm-hmm. Well uh, He doesn't know Uh, What he's talking about is, uh, hey, what if instead of having any kind of... What if if Britain went the way of the US and we just turned um, Cornwall into a motorway interchange? Yeah, well I mean it would be a shit place <laughs> for an interchange right in the corner of the country.
1: Okay, how about this? <laughs> There's any corner to a big roundabout like all of the motorways terminate in Cornwall <laughs> and then so if you want to go anywhere into the con- in the country you have to drive to Cornwall first. <laughs> hey,
0: that would that would use up some cars. This
1: 12-hour <laughs> city where like if you're trying to go from Islington to Harringay, you have to drive 6 hours to Truro, go around the 4000 lane roundabout and get back on the
0: correct road. Uh, I can't believe I to messed up my orthography. I I meant <laughs> I meant to say the Midlands Yeah, yeah where, um, would, where would be I nice I will say central... it would be funny to have it all just
1: have The whole nexus of the system in Cornwall We're turning like Leicester into a big roundabout Yeah, finally mm. That's probably about as central as you can get in the UK If you think there's a more central bit of the UK, do write in <laughs> Anyway uh, <laughs> That address of course is... is not published Yeah, that's right <laughs> That address of course oh, is oh, the submarine at the bottom is... of the Atlantic <laughs> there, Ocean There
0: is, you can look on, on Great Britain Where Great Britain is written on Google Maps It's a field I have walked through. You could say it is a field Mm. in England. Uh, Anyway. um, And and in some corner of that field. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, So, anyway, I think that's all we have time for today. Uh, I would like, we've gone along again, but I would like to thank you all for listening. Remind you that there is a Patreon with a $5 level where you can listen to a second episode every week, an episode of Britannology. An episode mm. of the book podcast Alice and I do called "Left on Red" now not writtenology anymore. That was <laughs> okay, a bad yeah. title. Mm. Um, and and may I give it a hearty kind vergessen of to
1: the people of <laughs> Berlin, Alf Mein Show. I was <laughs> also going to say
0: there's a ten dollars tier where you can yeah. get seconds of those episodes, more britnology, more book talk. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and there is hey, of course more, your show content. there is yeah also in, in
1: opposition to those things do one or the other you can't possibly do both that would be crazy what are we 15 minute podcasters uh, <laughs> certainly clearly, no, we've gone certainly wrong. not yeah i have other shows also uh coming up second of july in leicester that's on the horizon 18th of july in london well it's all on my website we have a show hmm. we, uh, we yeah do. we do we need to plug that yes yeah, the TF live show, that's that's T to the F, uh, in mm-hmm. London,
0: as brought At to London. you by chat. GPT. Can, can I, the funniest, I, we do need oh, to share that's, this. That's the funniest, so it's the funniest awesome. thing
2: that ever happened. I found this, mm. I thought it was a joke you guys had done on purpose. So, you you sent me the link for the comedy club, um, which had, you know, published the details of the show, and then it had also published some copy, just to sort of like fill the page. And as I started reading this copy, a very uncomfortable feeling came over me. Riley do you wanna do you wanna explain what they've written here
1: because Riley texted me while I was like cooking dinner and he was like do, do, do you know why they got chat GPT To write the copy for the thing And then I had written the description for the event And I hadn't seen this other stuff So I just thought Riley was being rude about the show description that I wrote. <laughs> so I was like okay it
0: was not that bad what is, what is Trash Future? The Trash Future podcast is a unique blend of humor Wit, criticism and commentary that originated from the UK But has garnered a global audience Yeah what's wrong with the thing that I wrote? It's where tech dystopia meets British humor A potent mm. concoction guaranteed to leave you in stitches While prompting a reflective pause yeah, I love a reflective pause. Com- comedy meets political and tech critique What sets the crew apart is their ability to balance Insightful analysis to unabashed satire The podcast feels like a cozy pub chat Only the po- pub is located in a Cyberpunk future and the chat veers towards Outrageous tech ideas that threaten to Redefine society's norms This is very <laughs> it includes, Alan Partridge <laughs> it Includes such elements as Why you'll love the Trash Future podcast Number one, non-stop laughter. <laughs> non-stop. Did you stop to
1: breathe at any point during this yeah. podcast? You have failed. You Number have two. to laugh
2: during your reflexive pause.
0: Number two, expert guess. Mm. Number 3 my Patrick Wyman. The British mm. Edge.
1: British Edge.
0: <laughs> Guys, we've got the British Edge.
1: <laughs> Going to be bringing it back Nonstop laughter with a reflective pause
0: The podcast uh, uh, British Origins Give it an extra edge Expect biting wit, understated humor And the occasional dash of British slang To keep it entertaining and engaged. occasional dash
1: British <laughs> slang. So take
0: a break from the notifications, updates and alarms Sit back, relax and plug into the Trash Future podcast It's a hilarious reminder that sometimes
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right It's a hilarious reminder that sometimes
2: I have a small correction which is it didn't say Trash Future It didn't get the
1: name right At one point it calls us Trash Pod (laughs) Sure why not Trash Pod is a hilarious reminder that sometimes That's the motto of the show As you know
0: Hey you know what here is your reminder every week that sometimes Yeah it's July July
1: 26 This has been a long build up (laughs) I say this there will be a link in the show notes for tickets to that there is a discount for ten dollar patrons which is on the patreon if you're a ten dollar patron you'll be able to view the discount
0: code it is a
1: what is it discount for it's five you get five the tickets are 15 pounds if you're a ten dollar or more subscriber you get five pounds off so that it's a ten pound
0: perfect great fine so you know there's you you know what to do. There are various calls to action. That's right. It's a deflationary
1: act to be <laughs> mm-hmm. a ten dollar yep. hog because right. you get five Helps pounds off the, the economy. Helps so, everybody. It's beautiful yeah. for the economy.
0: It's uh, it's free. It's fun. It's it's not free, but it's fun and safe. Anyway, it's not free, uh, but it is cheap. This is your. This is just your last reminder before we sign off. That sometimes. Sometimes. sometimes.